Hi, I'm Harry, and I'm riding the peaks. Hi, I'm Luke, and I am riding the peaks. Are you in? Are you audible? Are you ready? There's a buzz. There's a weird... It's probably the mixer just... Has it gone now? Yeah. Can you still hear? Not really. You had it set up good last time. I just... Why don't you just do... Oh, it's the laptop. Uh, it won't go low enough either on the stand. No. No, no. No, no, no. Better? Visible? Audible? Good. <laughs> what should we call it? The flux report. We're all fluxed. Um, let's turn the words backwards. That's what I do when I can't think of anything. Slough. <laughs> Ux. Hang on, I need to see it written out. Ksolf. Skolf. Skolf. Let's call it Flux. What's Flux? But I tell you what, hang on. Skolf. No. Yes. Skolf. Hello and welcome to the poppiest podcast around. Pop, pop, pop. Hang on. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the WCCY review of Flux. Flux. I'm Harry. I'm Luke. Ha- I've done that you, for a long time, have we? Thank you for joining us. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it came out Come on. quite a few days ago. So I should mention that uh, anybody who's unaware, if you didn't listen to our last episode, if so, what are you doing? Um, uh, we do a live stream with The Cloister Bell, Neither the Time nor the Space, My Adventure in Space and Time, and All of Time and Space podcasts on YouTube. Uh, the Cloister Bell, Rob, has uh, sorted that out. So if you go to our website, which I'm going to plug again for the 50th time, is wccy.co.uk. Couldn't get .com, would have been taken. Yeah, it's a radio station. So... Sue us away. Um, you can find links to that. Uh, also on our Twitter, you'll be able to find links for that. If you'd like to tune in and listen to what we ramble about. He's going to go gold. If my internet is sorted by then, obviously. <laughs> so, we've both watched it. We've sort of given our thoughts for the uh, on the live stream, but to condense them and just be a bit more... Concise. We're going to tell you what we thought. And we should preface that by saying, if you don't agree with us, that's completely fine. Please don't agree. You I know, want a war, a Twitter war. Let's no get things interested. Um, yeah, because did I mention this, or was it somebody else that mentioned this about different views of the episodes? That it just it doesn't matter. Like, right. If you enjoyed oh, it, cares. yeah. If you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. Anyway, so Flux Part One, 
The Halloween Apocalypse. Good name. Do you think? <coughs> no. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Terrible name. It is a Halloween special. It's not. It's a Halloween special in the sense that they say trick or treat three times and there's a pumpkin. To the camera, breaking the fourth wall. Do they say, do they say it's the camera? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the uh, swarm says it's yeah. the camera, doesn't he? Yeah. So. Awful. Why would he say that? <sighs> it looks great, though. Anyway. It does look great. So, initial thoughts upon viewing. Right after watching. Yep. All right. I recall saying that it's going to be all right. It's going to be a little underwhelming. I and think it was that exactly, was what you said. Yeah, it was exactly that. It was all right. There you go. All right, then. So thanks for listening to... How many times have we made that joke now? Millions. Well, mm. not millions, because we're on an episode. Oh, this is boring. God, <laughs> drags its feet, doesn't it? Um. So, yeah, so you were... So you, you, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on, get out of first gear. Come on. <laughs> heads, heads. So you, you, what you expected sort of came true. That's what I just said a minute yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think? Um, personally, I didn't particularly enjoy it, but mm. I didn't See, particularly dislike it either. When you messaged me, because I had to watch it a day late, I think. Yeah, you did. You watched it on the Monday, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, you said it was amazing in all caps. And I believed you. I believed you when he said that Missy is amazing yeah, in all caps. I remember that. And I kept when you say amazing in all caps, I should really heed that. As yeah. A, you're as lying. a warning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I didn't particularly enjoy it, <laughs> but I didn't particularly hate it. It wasn't sort of... It just did nothing for me, really. No. Boring. There you go. For me. Just for me. Say I watched the entire season well, 12 yeah, on that well, day, didn't Let's I? discuss that before we get on to Flux. Well, I've been putting Jodie's era off for ages, mainly because of Peter, Peter Capaldi's era. And I think it's sad, because I was addicted to watching Matt Smith's era. Like, I couldn't stop. Mm. I got an assignment in late because of it, honestly. I love watching those episodes. Bad. And Peter Capaldi's was good at first. And so, where are we going? Where are we? And then it's just got drab, mm. boring, crap. Can't like this podcast. And Jodie's... Isn't much better. Hmm. Storytelling wise. Uh, hmm. <laughs> no, it is. I don't know. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. And Chibnall is. I don't know. Do you think he's struggling? No. I just don't think he really listens. He doesn't. He d- there's no social media presence for him. And they don't check anything, apparently. Which right. I think is uh, is a bit of a mistake, but it's also a bit of a... Uh, probably for the best. Yeah. You want someone just keeping an eye on it, like, Chibnall. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't do the time. People won't like... He's done it. He's done it. Mm. A terrible idea, the time child thing. And the master is... God awful. You, don't, you really don't like overacting, Sasha Master, do you? Overacting masterclass. Mm. <laughs> he is awful. Like, he's really, really bad. I can't yeah. stress that enough how bad he is. Uh, oh. See, I'm a bit... Every... Can I please... Go say your thoughts. Get every single scene, he acts completely differently. And I get... That's kind of probably a 
to drive home the fact that he's just crazy. You he's wouldn't know, crazy. would you? You wouldn't know. Really, I just don't know who the character is anymore. I genuinely think this incarnation of the Master is god-awful. I don't know what they were thinking. Every single scene, you cannot take him seriously and just waiting for the next scene to come. So Awful. Yeah. Can we discuss this? I mean, we can if you want to. I mean, we need to do the Latana's Child when the randomizer picks it. Yeah. Um, might have to pay it five just to sort of pick it. What? Just so we can do it. I do enjoy the story, but yeah. at the same it time... cripples the character of the Doctor, though. Well, that's that's what I mean. I do enjoy the story. I think that two-parter is excellent. Right. But the sort of the premise behind it just makes me think, oh, why, yeah, but why are we doing this? Like, we don't... We don't really... It just destroys the Doctor's character, though. Uh, yeah. Well, it's... Oh. Not as in all canon stuff like that. Who gives a <laughs> about that? Yeah, the Doctor, yeah, for matter. this whole time, and I watched a uh, really good YouTube video on this. Uh, I can't remember the name, but you probably watched it because it's got a lot of views. Yeah. Basically said, now the Doctor's the chosen one. And yeah. if you're a kid looking up to the Doctor, too bad. You'll never be like that. Well, I think, you're not chosen. No. There was a thing, you'll, you'll get this as we go through Classic Who more, because if you haven't listened to the Who Can Convince You podcast, you know, from the beginning... I'm the classic Who fan, and Luke's the new fan, really. Ooh. Well, you were introduced to Who with New Who, yeah, in that s- sense. First half of New Who, the yes. first, like... Seven, the Russell era. And Moffat era. Okay. Apart from Peter yeah. Capaldi's era. So... Everything up to Matt Smith, thumbs up from me. Yeah, so Luke is on his a sort of pilgrimage of old Who. No, everything up to Peter Capaldi, I mean, thumbs up from me. Oh, there you Past go. Past Matt Smith. No. Yeah, Pat, when Peter Capaldi's in it, that onwards... Jesus Christ. Up is, to Matt Smith, he loves, and then when Peter Capaldi takes over, he wasn't so sure. Yeah. There we go. So Luke is on a bit of a voyage of discovery of classic Who, <laughs> mm-hmm. with I've taken him by the hand and led him down the, mm-hmm. the Who path. With lots of the windows, taking pictures along the way. Yeah. You know, tiptoed through the tulips of classic Who to the land of wonder and... Dr- You're Come tired. On, Jesus. You're tired. And... Um, <laughs> So, in the McCoy era, they started to sort of uh, set up a bit more mystery about the Doctor. Mm. That maybe he's actually Merlin. Mm. Or, you know, setting up some sort of mystery stuff like that. And we mentioned, well, I I mentioned mentioned this on on the live stream the other day, that I think that is a much better route to go down. If you want to bring back mystery into the character, make it very subtle like that so the audience can make their mind up rather than saying mm-hmm. actually I think you'll find Hartnell wasn't the first I mean, but then again this has all come out of the master's mouth so it's like it's probably not true anyway yeah. but the I mean, division Joe Martin seems to think it's true yeah I mean yeah but we don't know what the division is and we got a whole cutscene cutscene of these incarnations of the Doctor before, yeah, you know, Hartnell. So, so yeah. Well, I'm sure it'll all be tied up in a nice, neat bow at the end of uh, Flux. So, get into Flux. You, I mean, you you watched Flux after watching all of season twelve in one big hit. It was a boring, a day. boring day. 
I mean, I think even if anybody really enjoys season 12, that's dedication. Mm. And I'd just like to point out, you're getting that dedication for free by listening to WCC. Um, so, well done. Thank Round you. of applause. Thank you. So when you went into Flux, what were your expectations? Were they different to when you hadn't watched season 12? Or did season 12 make you think, oh, actually, this could be quite good? Or um, Watching season 12, I was, wasn't really looking forward to Flux. It was more like more of the same, and it genuinely was pretty much more of the same. I felt the count the characters were better though. The Doctor as a character was better. Yaz was better. Um, and I, I I enjoy that there was more going on in Flux than the previous episodes because they drag their feet so much when they don't need to. It's very dialogue heavy, isn't it? For, yeah, but the, for nothing though. They don't really say anything. Do you th- it's it's almost as if they're sort of scared to leave points in the script to sort of have action or have something. So it's like yeah, as, they t- as yeah. they're writing it, it's as if well, there's nothing written on this page, so nothing happens. In like, well, no, Russell's era is the, I think the, some of the best of dialogue because he's just better Probably. at dialogue than I yeah. think the others. Probably. Um, Moffitt's was generally just filth. <laughs> uh, uh, see, I think Moffat's got some great dialogue. He does. Does have some great dialogue when he's not being when he doesn't get carried away with himself because mm. he does. I think. Yeah, and, and I, I think I, most people would agree with that. Russell's is just more consistent. Yeah, and Moffat's middle of the road, and Chibnall is the most inconsistent writer I think I've 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 uh, I'd seen s- in the yeah. series. I'd say Stephen Moffat is more is closer to classic Who than than the other two. Now we said that Jodie's era is closer, closest to the classic Who. Did we? Yes. I'll bring. I'll take that out of the matrix <laughs> okay. and bring it back in. Okay. I think probably. To be fair, I didn't watch it. No. Or... Yeah. I think. Hmm, I'd probably say Stephen Moffat's is closer. No, definitely not. Do you not think? No, Matt oh. Smith's era is completely different to classic. Think of the in- talking about now. Think of the intro of uh, season five. Oh, the eleventh yeah, hour. Yeah, like it's completely different to classic. Yeah. Anyway, flux. The reason we are here. I'd still agree with that. Jodie's is closest to classic. It doesn't really mean much because it's still quite far away. Yeah, I mean, and even I, if it is closest, who gives? I, do you know what? I listened to something today. the The Crinoid podcast mm. now the Mutoid podcast as they're doing, doing Lake Seven. Lake Seven. You should go and have a listen to that as well. It's great. They've just been like updating their um, podcast stream. So, like, the first 30 episodes, I think, of the podcast of theirs, you couldn't listen to unless you downloaded it from a Dropbox because they switched mm. platform, and it messed it up, I think. That's annoying. So they've just released them. I have listened to them, downloaded it on Dropbox, Yeah, like, when I first started listening to it. Their episode one, introduction episode, is a great listen for anybody, and it... I couldn't believe how much it sort of summed up my feelings of New Who. Really? It's really weird. So go and, go and listen to Jim and Martin on the Crinoid podcast. I think it is the most recent thing is their episode one. Mm. It's is it's great. I love the Crinoid podcast. It's always been like one of my favourites. That's right. not like brown nosing. I'm just saying. Sounds like brown nosing. I'll just I'll just go and wipe it. <laughs> brown <laughs> nose. Um, is that what brown nose means? Yeah. Is it like shoving your nose up someone's Yes. Is it? Yeah, did you not know no. that? No. No. Sorry, Jim. 
Ow. <laughs> Ow. Ah. So, yeah. Uh, flux. Mm. We need to talk about the Doctor. Yes. Up until this point, Jodie's Doctor has been so stale. She's done... No, I don't know if it's mm. her fault or the writing. I'm guessing the writing. She's not presented what her uh, iteration of the Doctor is. Capaldi did it straight away. Matt did it straight away. Tennant definitely did it straight away. I, yeah, I do think Jodie's great. I mean, just think of the the, the last part of uh, season 12, not the New Year special, the final episode. Revolution. No. Resolution. The one, the one before that, not the New Year special. Where did Jadoon at the end break into the TARDIS and capture her? And she all she says is exactly what Tennant said when the Titanic broke into the Katarnas. What? 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 And that perfectly sums up Jodie's era. She offers nothing new. They, it's um, very stale. In Flux, they even used the first line from uh, Rose, didn't they? I don't know. Hi, Dan. I'm the Doctor. Run for your life. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't notice that. Which is, you know, there was a lot of little nod, uh, head nods mm. to Nitro 9 and... This crisp packet from mm. Orphan 55. Benny! Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that they're... That I love Headknots. Like, yeah, I, I, love I do as well. Stuff. And it's the same character. However, yeah. the whole premise of Peter Capaldi's first episode and that switch over from Matt to Peter yeah. was that this is a completely new Doctor and Clara has, Clara has to give up the old Doctor for this new one. Yeah. Doesn't matter about that now. Mm. I mean, I do like Jodie. I, I do she, as well. I think she's great. Especially in Flux, because I think this is the first time we see Jodie as, you yeah. know, this and is think, Jodie's Doctor. I think I should say as well, I think for both of us, I think for most people, except the people who are just dicks and just are just on out there to just hate it, yeah. you know, whenever we criticise, personally anyway, whenever I criticise... Any, criticise? I can't say it. Whenever I criticise anything that about New Who, mm. it's only because I want it to be good. Because mm. I love the program. I want a return of Matt Smith's era. That quality. Yeah, I mean, you need to rewatch it because it generally is great. It's, I just can't deal with him. I know, Matt but Smith. you've got to get past it because the stories are great. Yeah, I suppose they are. I tr- so I, so yeah. enjoyable to watch. Well, we we will do. You know, we'll get there. Right. I'll watch it for the market. I'm not going to watch it out of. Oh yes. So, yeah, it's only because I want it to be. Good. I'm not just doing it just to be like. Oh, we get it. Come oh, don't give me a woman. We've explained this in the past. I think the problem comes with Jodie. Yeah. Whenever there's any scenes that need that sort of oomph. Yeah. We saw it in the last episode. To be fair, where she's confronted with the master and she's in that uh, like holding cell. We saw it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she I got think... angry. She did get angry. I think just the, it's like the seriousness just doesn't get. I right, you're probably going to hate me for this. I think Tennant was the best at being serious when he needed to be. Out of all of the doctors, mm, Peter was serious most of the time, apart from the last bits of his run. He's getting a bit jokey then. What about out of old all of who? No. Oh right. No, I just knew who. See, the perfect sort of switch for me. Of like when, how to be serious and be and sort of have that twinkle. I think that's the thing. Twinkle. Isn't it? Well, it is. It's sort of summed up quite well for me, anyway. With Troughton, 
There's a scene in the moon base. Oh, I'm so sorry. You hate the moon base. Yeah. Where he, he has that uh, speech that says that there's some corners of the universe that harbour the most terrible things or whatever it is. <laughs> things that must be fought. Things that go against everything that we believe in. It's just like that sort of classiness of delivery, mm. I think, has been lost a little bit in New Who. It just... But it was there at the beginning, because Eccleston did do stuff like that, especially in the first well, episode. I think, I think He'd, it, like, just look up, like, look off like a, a tortured soul. I think it is down go to... And, uh, go through a monologue. A, a large proportion of it, then, must be down to the actor, because Eccleston does do that. He's known for sort of being a politically sort of... A dark yeah, actor, definitely, isn't he? definitely. It's all the stuff he's been in before. Yeah, so maybe that's just not Jodie's strong point. I mean, and the thing is, with all of the actors, there's things that they can't, that they're not particularly good at. Like with uh, McCoy, if he's trying to be angry, it doesn't work. He just, <laughs> he just, uh, it doesn't work. So maybe Jodie's thing is she is the serious, or like when something needs. Gravitas. It just misses there's the mark. Ne- yeah, there's bit. never any power in there. Well, it's just you end up with scenes where something's like the unit. This is the end of the universe. Oh, I always wonder what the end of the universe would be like. Rubbish. No, no, Rubbish. don't do that. Don't really, do that. Really, really bad. It's like oh, I always wonder what the end of the universe. But you would had be. that weight with the others, especially with Tennant. He was very good at like Capaldi was very stressing good at it, I think, out for sort of that sort of. He was, but. I. He was very introverted as an actor playing the Doctor. Yeah, he's probably one of the best actors that's played well, the definitely. Doctor. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I. Yeah, I th- I don't think anybody's really done it as good as Tom Baker's ever done it. As as much as Tom Baker's um... probably not my favourite Doctor. Early Tom Baker, is. He's unbelievable. I think anybody who says that Tom Baker isn't good is definitely lying. Although Colin had those moments as well. He does. Especially when he hits Perry. I think the problem is... like He's with, horrible in that scene. With Colin Baker, he never really got a fair crack of the whip playing yeah. like on screen yeah. Doctor Who. With the big finish stuff, I've listened to a few of them, and he's brilliant. Mm. So I think a large portion of the stuff for Colin that didn't work is that everything else is playing into him being sort of let down. Mm. The costume it is a let down. Like yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great idea for a costume but it, it doesn't really work. You see those um, revisions don't you? Yeah, On yeah. Twitter and things. Of, the, there's a blue one that's great. Yeah, they're much and better. It's like the beginning of um, Revelation of the Daleks the one with Davros in the chamber underneath where it's snowing outside and mm. they go to make their way. And he's got that blue cloak over. Mm. It just, it works straight away. Mm. It's just like, all oh, right, okay, yeah, that, What's that's What's Scotty with Flux? Well, we're just saying about the, like, things that let, let the... Jody down. Jody down. Yeah. And uh, does that carry through uh, into Flux, do you think? Because she definitely has been stale. Yeah. I don't care I whose fault so. it is, I do uh, think that's what. I think it's, it's I'd happened. say it's 50-50 actor and director. Okay. Because if the director doesn't stop them, well, you know more about this sort of stuff than I do, because the director there is basically... It, it's different every production. It really depends. But it, no, I know what you mean. It really does depend. 
uh, like some actors Won't have to it. have to take three shoots, otherwise that's it. Like they have to have three goes at the same scene. Others are quite happy just to do one, and director might ask for another one. Um, and it's like the rapport as well between actor and director is really important, and it might not be there for Chibnall and, and Jodie. Yeah, I think I don't know. I com- especially if there's no chemistry between actors outside of the scene. Mm. Uh, because there are times, this is just an example, like Jodie and the Az might not get on in real life. They might not really yeah. have those scenes. Like It's all about trust in the other actor to be able to say their lines and you can feed off that and deliver your lines. And it might, that might not be there. Yeah. It probably is, because um, I don't really see a problem with Yaz and the Doctor. I think they're, I think they're they a good are, combo. They are really close yeah. as well. I, 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 this is just an example, though. Yeah. Um, but I know what you, th- what you mean. And I reckon Tennant and Russell got on. Yeah. I reckon they knew what they were doing. Probably. Well, he didn't with Eccleston. Russell and Eccleston. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> but the I just is, miss the gravity in scenes. It's the, the seriousness that's gone. And New yeah. Who, for me, has never really got that. If Even if you take something like The Horns of Nymon. It's a joke. The story is a joke. But the seriousness of things is still there. It's the story that makes it funny. It's like when... With the new Sontarans, Mm. now they've been redesigned and we've seen them in flux. They... In New Who, they've tried to make the Sontarans funny. Because the the whole idea of the Sontarans is funny as it is. You don't need dialogue to tell you it's funny. Mm-hmm. I think some things work better played straight because the the funniness will just come out of the fact that mm. they're a joke. And, and I think Chibnall is completely lost on that. We got a little uh, inkling of this with the Pating mm. of like it's visual humour, it's slapstick, and now with the dog in flux, Calvinista. I don't care. It's incredibly heavy-handed. Well, I, ju- I just think there's a seriousness that sort of disappeared from mm. who, where even an immersion as well. Well, it's just like there's a massive thing that's happening now. Like the universe is getting eaten. Is it? I don't really get that. But well, well, whatever's happening, the flux is doing something to the universe. No, yeah, and destroying I, I, everything. I just don't really but, feel that. Well, like, yeah, I that's get what I mean. Going it's on. Sort of, it doesn't seem like mm. not that they're not bothered. It's just it's not as, it can't be that bad because they're not bothered. I still understand. Right, there's a lot of inconsistencies with Chibnall as well. Like I thought when the TARDIS gets destroyed, it's cataclysmic and apocalyptic. Yeah, it's universal. You struggled with that word the other day. Didn't I, I you? do. I can't say it. Cataclysmic. Um, like I'm going to go back to Matt Smith, but when you've seen the episode when the TARDIS is like the sun now. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's exploding. It's like the only star in the universe. Yeah. But it's because it's the TARDIS exploding. That's cool. That's a cool idea. That's the reason with the sun still there. Jodie's. She... It's Joan Martin's TARDIS, isn't it? And she manages to collapse in on itself with all the Daleks in there. Yeah. And that's it. It's gone. Right? I thought when the TARDIS gets destroyed, it's... Well, it's just sort of... Where is that TARDIS now? I don't They're know. just destroyed, is it? Because the inside of the TARDIS Well, is... it was going to be sent to... 
to be incinerated, basically. Right, okay. I, d- I can't remember. And that, that should... I know, I remember the scene. But. That was the whole point in Matt's era, the cracks in the universe, when that TARDIS gets mm. destroyed. Oh, is that gone now? There's no weight in these stories anymore. There's nothing. The only thing we have is pretty bad comedy. I think they're sort of going for enjoyment, but in a different way. It's like uh, there's classic Who stories that are really dark, Mm. like things like the War Games. There's no point naming examples of stories Mm. because there's so many of them. That there is new Who as well. There's quite yeah, a few where the, the story is deadly serious, but the humour comes from. It doesn't come from a joke. Yes, there's there's lines of dialogue that are funny, but the humour comes from like situations they're in. Yeah, 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 it's subtle rather than having a joke. Yeah, it has. You know, Who's always done that where there's been a little one liner or yeah. a joke that's sort of funny, especially in Tom's era as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is down to Tom because he's always said that yeah. he isn't playing the Doctor, he's just reading the lines and being in... And it's how him. you read those lines as well. Yeah. You can turn a line into a joke. Which is the thing with Jodie's era, that it, it does seem like it's the first take of everything. And they've sort of... Not that they've just not been bothered to have another take. They, it seems like they haven't bothered to sort of say, should we just try it again a different way and see which one works best? Mm. I think it's this, like... I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna do a Simon from uh, Strangers in Space now. I'm gonna do a music analogy. If you're recording something, say, say you've got a song and you're gonna put a solo in the middle of it. Sometimes you can record a solo and that first take is perfect mm. or is the thing you're going for. Other times you can try it again and think, actually, that doesn't work. The first one is the best. Mm. Other times you can try three or four. And the last one is the one where you've developed an idea there's, and then you, you, you can, yeah, it works. I get what you're saying, but there's no way they just did one take of everything. No, but, but it's like, well, that's what it feels like. Yeah, but what what it feels like to me is that they've learned one solo yeah. of a song and rather than trying something different, they're just doing the same solo trying to get that right. Mm. Rather than that, it might not be the best thing that fits. Like, you know, you've got to call a C and you're going to land on a C at the end. Yeah, that's fine. But why don't you try landing on an E? Mm. Well, no, because I've I've figured out what I'm going to do now. We're just going to do that until it it sits right. Mm. It feels a lot like that with Jodie's era. That the scene, some scenes don't work, but they've decided that that is the way it's going to be played out. Yeah, and we're not going to try anything different. Maybe I could be completely wrong. I probably am, but just for me as a viewer, it always appears that way. That scenes get shot in a way that they've just decided is going to work. Yeah. I think uh, one of the... <sighs> nice one, Harold. I'm just going to get that chip off my shoulder. Right? The, one of the biggest issues with uh, the stories in Chibnall's era uh, is that immer- you can't get immersed in it. There's no gravity of like the situation and the danger of what's happening there. I get taken out quite easily in yeah. Chibnall's. And I th- genuinely, th- genuinely think that it's uh, because Chibnall's really, really bad. He wasn't so bad earlier on in his run, but he's really bad at actually acknowledging what the effects and cause and effects are of this thing happening. Flux, eats the universe, right? What It can eat the universe, but what does that mean for the characters? Because the Doctor's not... I think, Yaz yeah. isn't... 
Yaz, sh- instead of just like chasing the doctor around, should be thinking, I've got a family at home. The doctor should be thinking, I've got my family with these companions. I can't let these people down. Yeah. You don't get that in Flux. I There's think- nothing like that. There's no gravity anymore. Um, like the Daleks and re- re- Revelation and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm gonna just Dal- in, can I'm gonna, I just finish? Go on. Go on. <laughs> like the Daleks in Revelation. Okay. It's assumed we already know what the Daleks are capable of. And the Doctor says, you don't know the Daleks. Revolution. Never, revolution. Never underestimate the, the, you know, a Dalek. Mm. Why? Because they just kill people. Yeah, but the th- it's not enough. It's it's half and half that sometimes because it feels like sometimes we get things get explained that don't need explaining, mm. like things like that, like with the Daleks. We know, we do know, uh, we know, but, but the we don't know what don't it. Know, but... We don't know what it means for the characters. That's true. But then other times things get explained that don't need explaining, and she that are anyway. really over yeah. like spend ages talking mm. about it. I think that Doctor Who needs multiple showrunners. Like, it needs a team of three. Yeah. Just because I think sometimes, and you can see it in everybody's run, Russell is uh, all of Who, Hmm. classic and new, when a showrunner is left in the role for a while, by the last season of what they're doing, you start seeing their, like, tropes... Mm. Or, like, they fall into their own trap of, like, I'm just doing that thing that I know how to do. Moffat probably especially, by the end of his run, he's, like, he's lost. Like, he yeah. should have left. That's not a sort of... That's not a dig. It's just... No, it's done. He should have done it. He yeah. should have left. But he wasn't allowed. Nick Frost's Father Christmas. We're done now. Yeah. Moffat, we're done now. I it's think, not... A, Nick Frost is pretty good as Father Christmas, to be fair. But I think Chibnall really needs some people around him to bounce ideas. And he yeah. has, obviously, he's got executive producers and stuff that are with him. But he doesn't but listen. he needs people at the helm. He needs, like, there needs to be three people yeah. that are just in charge of the stories, that they can veto each other mm. and discuss where it's going, rather than... Because, to be fair... It's a lot of responsibility for one person. I know Russell, in his he wrote an autobiography. Hmm. In his book, he said how like unbearably stressed he was, staying up all night, like drinking and smoking just to get Who's stuff that? done. Russell, right? When he was the showrunner, yeah. Well, that's no way to you know TV is stressful. Yeah, you know, especially at that sort of level of you know having deadlines that have to be done. Shared responsibility yeah. is so much easier for that sort of stuff. Unless, and I get that he's a head of department. But they were dragged into this role. It feels like they were dragged in. Like, they were hired for it. Whereas you look at the show like The Sopranos, created by one man. He knew exactly what he wanted to do and he knew the ending. Well, that's the thing, and isn't it, it? you can tell that every episode, like, they knew exactly what they wanted. That's and they the believed thing. in it. Everybody says about Chibnall with Broadchurch. Mm. Bear in mind, Broadchurch was his thing exactly and Doctor he had full Who control is nobody's thing anymore no. it's just this beast that somebody has got to just sort of exactly what we're going to do with it it's just and you can't have one yeah. show showrunner for that yeah there's it's, too much Doctor, it's not even yeah. just too much there's just Doctor Who is an orphan it doesn't deserve anyone's own around. thing yeah it needs to be a collaborative thing like it always has been yeah it needs especially in the old Who it's been collaborative there's been showrunners but you it, list those names, and there's big names for writers, big names for showrunners, big names for yeah. music. 
With now, Old Who. It's just two people, music yeah. and showrunner. That's it. With Old Who, it always used to be the sh- like the showrunner yeah. and the script editor. And, and they, they had influence. The you look at like Barry Letts and Terence Dix. Terence Dix is just as important as the script editor as Barry mm. Letts. Because Terence Dix is sorting out all the stories and Barry's just yeah. sort of saying, well, yeah, I like this idea, da 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 da, da And Terry's just sorting it mm. out. It just feels a bit now that everything is just... Chibnall's just trying to mm. spin so many plates. I don't think it's fair on the showrunner either. It's not, because, you know, it, it tarnishes... You know, as a viewer, they're not... People aren't going to listen, really. But you just think... What do you mean? Well, you know, you just sort of assume that... You know, like when people put content out and they don't look at the comments... Yeah. Because it's sort of like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't matter... Because they think it won't get them a job. Like, I know Christopher Eccleston, when he left, he's explained this at a Comic-Con, and I'm, I'm going to butcher the quote, that he said something that when he said he was leaving, hmm. Russell put out a fake quote from Chris saying that he was tired all the time. Wow. But Christopher Eccleston went berserk hmm. over it saying that that was terrible because nobody would hire him because it would be like, well, Chris just gets tired. Yeah, that's really, really damaging. So, because apparently Christopher Eccleston said, I'll leave. Yeah. I'm not happy with this, but I'll leave and I'll do any promotion that you want me to do to keep the show going, Hmm. but just let me go and I'll I'll promote it, I'll go on telly, I'll go on the radio and say it's great and da-da-da-da-da, but I just don't want anything to do with it. Hmm. And then he announced... Russell just puts out a thing saying Christopher Eccleston's leaving because he's tired all the time. Good. You just think, wow. Hmm. Uh, and I think I forgot what my point was. It's gone. It, gone. How much power the showrunner has? I don't know. I think it's just Chibnall isn't going to listen to the public. Yeah. Because it's sort of he knows what he's doing. It's, it's like I think he knows what he's doing. Well, the thing is, it's like if say say I, whenever I've played a gig in a pub, hmm. there's always somebody that comes up to you and starts giving you advice. Yeah, and they don't know what they're talking about, hmm. but they think they've got the right to say what they are. It's exactly the same when I'm filming. Yeah, I'm DOP. Your sound <laughs> off away ju- from the camera. I don't yeah. need you. Yeah, it's so infuriating. But sometimes. That does work. It's like if, say, somebody came up to you in a gig and mm. they said, can't hear the guitar. Yeah. Things like that. Or, like, they come up to the camera and said, the cap's on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, cheers. Yeah. I've got the SD card. Oh, shit. But, you know, he is not going to go on Twitter and look through all of the comments of people saying, hey, shit now. Mm. But generalised opinions of things, if he went on Twitter and thought and saw that it was like people were saying... The stories are too dialogue heavy. I don't know. I'm just I'm yeah. just picking like a, a generalized thing. I don't yeah. know what. It's an example. There's a few things that people sort of that crop up all the time. Mm. If something crops up all the time, it's probably true. Enough people have jumped on the bandwagon to agree with that statement yeah. that it is probably true. It doesn't mean it is, but if so many people think that one thing. There's got to be some truth yeah. in it. When it, it, it comes least to things like that, needs to change. Not like it needs to be removed from after that, but like say it's the two dialogue heavy. Well, maybe the dialogue. 
Yeah, it doesn't mean it's that one area, but there's yeah. something in the dialogue. Maybe it's clunky. Yeah, people are noticing that there's too much dialogue or the dialogue is bad, so they don't yeah. want it anymore. So there's something in the writing. I think that would really help to just have some sort of a communication with just looking at what people think. Mm. Don't look at what they write in the Telegraph or what they write in... You know, when, the sun. Well, no, when... Gone Barrowman. Yeah, but the thing is... It's like when people write reviews in newspaper, mm. in, in newspaper, yeah. they, you know, that's just one review. You've got, to, I think, you've got to look at so much more than yeah. all that to figure out what's I going got on. One, go on. Uh, I don't know if it's really worth saying. Go on, go you, for it. You won't really know what it is, though. It doesn't matter. So there's a game that came out called Deathloop. Big, big marketing. Big marketing. Everyone knew about it, and when it came out. Yeah, critics were giving it ten out of 10s. Incredible masterpiece. Yep. And me and Ben are sitting there thinking, because well, we split the difference and we we bought it, we bought into it, and it's crap. Yeah, I really didn't like it at all. I can't stand the game. And it went on and on, and everyone just said it was a masterpiece. And you see some trickles of comments and YouTube videos like, why is this? Why yep. you this one guy releases an hour video saying what is going on, and it's crap sometimes I don't know why but people just say things and it, they jump on the bandwagon and it's like mass hysteria yeah this game's amazing because it has to be yes what yeah. it doesn't work like that no <laughs> and I think it's just it's, uh, difficult things like that can happen in small scenarios like Chibnall someone says dialogue's bad why mm-hmm. oh says- wait you're an influencer oh it must be bad then yeah but you've got a blue tick yeah, and then yeah, then suddenly that's right, a problem right. now. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. I mean, so I can understand why Chibnall might not want to look at things like that. Okay, let someone else do it, filter it, and say yeah. these are the bullet points. You might want to look at it. Well, it's like with focus groups, isn't it, where they get a, r- a group of people yeah. into a room and say, "What do you think of these?" Custom it's an creams? age-old thing. You know? It's an age-old thing, and it works. Yeah, it, it does it work. Works. There was a thing. This is like completely you need to know the audience. But I thought it was quite scary. Or well, not scary, just like a, an interesting thought. There's an artist called Stephen Wilson. Hmm. He used to be in a band called Porcupine Tree. And I've never I've never liked his music. I've never been able to get into it. But I've noticed hmm. a lot of people on Twitter, the Crinoid Podcast, and then uh, Simon from Strangers in Space, and a few other people as well. I put a thing on Twitter saying, in theory, the music that he makes is right up my street. Hmm. Like, it's just... If you said to me, sort of, things that Harry likes, hmm. the stuff Stephen Wilson writes should be up there as things that I like. But whenever I listen to it, I just... I don't I don't get it. Hmm. So, that's Stephen Wilson. He's released, in, uh, he's released an album, and it gets great reviews, and it always charts when the album comes out, right? Hmm. So I found something out that if you go onto his website, and it's the same with a lot of bands, really, you can buy, and it's the same with with DVDs, content packs where you pay seventy pound. Mm. Or say there's like eight different options on like Stephen Wilson's website. Where option one, seventy quid, you get a CD, you get a vinyl, mm. you get like. A Blu-ray DVD Ooh. audio 5.1, mm. and you get a cassette. So there's five different uh, like mediums, media, yeah. mediums that you can listen to the album on. Somebody buys that one 
product, yeah. that counts towards five sales. Yeah. You only have to get 5,000 downloads or 5,000 sales to chart. Mm. So to be in like the top 10, yeah. 5,000 sales mm. gets you there. Even if it's for a day or an hour, if you sell 5,000 copies... It's not a lot. You get you get there. Yeah. You're in the top 10. So by doing these content packs, all these record companies and the artists are fully aware that if they do this, even if their fan base isn't that huge, if somebody buys two things, mm. that's 10 albums sold. Mm. You know, and then how many people are just going to buy the CD? Mm-hmm. But people will buy packs where you get a cassette, a double colour vinyl, a normal high quality vinyl, mm. a CD, the 5.1 Blu-ray version of the CD, and you've got like eight or nine different mediums there. Mm. Well, there's nine copies of the album from one person. Right. How easy it is to get up, get well known yeah. with that sort of stuff. And I think the review process of things in TV is a bit like that, where people only tend to look at the sort of the vagueness of the big reviews that you see. Yeah. Like you said, with the, the influencers post one yeah. thing and they think, well, that's what everybody thinks. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's really easy to get uh, misinformation. Yeah. Well, I think, Especially on the internet. It's weird, though, isn't yeah. it? Well, you think that's, that's the point that I was getting to is that you think, well, Stephen Wilson sold like 5,000 albums. Mm. 5,000 albums is like nothing. Well, it is now. Yeah. But like years ago, it, it's it's nothing, mm. but that five thousand albums gets you into the top ten, which means it must be good. So if one of those people that reviews that album in a paper or on whatever news website it is, and they give it a four star review, it's like God, it must be great. He sold so many albums, and it's gone mm. straight into the chart, and he's got a four star review. Yeah, they bingo success, but. They don't realise that those 5,000 people, it's probably only 500 people that have bought it, and then it charted straight away. Mm. And think, I'm not saying that he's only sold 500 albums. Like, it doesn't work like that. Streaming doesn't count towards the chart, thing like that. But it's just scary how a select amount of people can make something successful. And mm. if those people don't agree with that or don't take that view, you, you've gone. And those select people... Yeah. Might be influencing Chipnall. Mm. But getting back to Flux. I know. That was a big... Um, I apologise for that, but... I was thinking about that today, actually, and I managed to, you know, shoehorn it in. Like Chibnall. Van gonna, Thoughts. Van Thoughts. I might, I might do that as a separate feed. Mm. Harry's Van Thoughts. Ooh. So, Flux. Hmm. We haven't even got into the story yet. <laughs> well, I think we're, what we'll do is we'll just sort of s- dip in, dip out, dip in, dip, 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 like a, a, a skipping rock. Yeah, skimming. Yaz, I can't remember anything Yaz does in this episode. I remember she somehow works out how to get Dan out of that cage. Yeah, she can fly the TARDIS now as well. Yeah, it's co-pilot. Um. So when I said, I can't remember anything, I can. Just little bits. That's it, really. I, I can't remember yeah, anything else she does. Um, John Bishop? He was as good as I thought he was going to be. He was exactly what I thought he'd be. 
I liked what you said on the live stream the other day. Of, like, he knows we know. He knows he's acting. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really bad. You know, it's exactly how he's acting. It's like he, like he's, he's looking at the camera in the corner of his eye. Yeah, a little wink. He's doing it like a sort I'm of, John Bishop. I'm in Doctor Who. I always, I don't know. If, are you familiar with Morecambe and Wise? Uh, yes. Well, they used to do this sort of thing that whenever there was a sort of scene going on, they didn't do it all the time. Eric Morecambe had like they'd be acting. And then he yeah, turned, just turned spot to, the camera, yeah. and then just like, yeah, I remember that. He just smile so, and stare yeah. at the camera, and then Ernie Wise would do the same, like spot him looking at the camera. Yeah, you know, the characters out of bottom. Yeah, when they do live shows, that, no, even in their TV show, they do the same thing, like, like break the fourth. <laughs> yeah, just Eddie it's, just like looks at the camera. It's funny, but yeah, yeah I know great. what you mean. That he's sort of, he's not obviously acting. Like I think he's doing a good job. No, he's doing a much better job, to be fair, than I thought he would. Yeah, I, I didn't think he could act. But. Whenever they do this sort of thing of casting comedians, because hmm. this is the best. I think we've seen of a comedian being. Remember um, Lee Evans? Oh, oh God. yeah. So we we this is much yeah. better than that. It's it, oh. his character. He's just amazing at just life. He's just he loves life. He loves yeah. giving his life to other people. That's it. Well, I, I listened to a podcast. He's just a good person. I can't remember which podcast Too it was. Good. So if you said this, good on you. There's been some complaints that, oh, he's such a good person, and it's like, it's the, the, uh, not wokeness, it's like the the thing that New Who does where everybody's so good, and like, he works at the food bank, and he doesn't want to take any soup, because he wants everybody else to have Yeah, it's too much that. But, of him being a saint, like, oh god, he's so good. But the Doctor only ever picks up the people that he thinks, that they think, will do good. They don't pick up b- Picked up Captain Jack. And he turned out to be a... No, he's a generally flawed character in the beginning. He's lied and stuff like that. And, That's true. Um, I mean, I can think of other examples. There's loads in all, do. Oh, well. Right, so... That's, no, <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. All right. At all. Rose was just annoying. Oh, She anyway. was just annoying to the Doctor. He had to bring her along. Oh, rubbish. I don't agree with that. So, um, so yeah, the, John Bishop's character is. I think it's okay. The character it's him, himself is bad. Well, we don't really know much about him. We should, by this point. We should know what he values for that. I don't know anything like that. I just know that he'll do anything for anyone, right? He has no values. He doesn't value anything apart from other people. I don't know his character. I know John Bishop. He's I think funny. that's the problem, isn't it? I don't know his character. Of, especially when they cast somebody that you know. Yeah. It's hard to sort of... It's he's John playing, Bishop, It's John Dan. Bishop. Yeah. I don't know who Dan is. Uh, maybe we'll see it, but we really should know by now. Yeah, I suppose. I After suppose. almost an hour. I will say, getting, rid of, getting away from Dan, mm. the swarm... Oh my God, it's the best thing in Jodie's era, I've seen. It's brilliant. It looks fantastic. The the woman one as well. Yeah, yeah, they look. Oh they my look, god, they look great. How they're acted as well. Uh, besides the trick or treat, but yeah, that sort of thing where they first talk to the camera. Oh my god! And when he first speaks to Jody, you know, when she sort of goes into a bit of a trancey yeah. thing. That is the sort of thing that New Who needs. Yeah. New Who needs the kick up the ass of just being serious, scary mm-hmm. sci-fi. 
fantasy What says sci-fi more than their uh, makeup? Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. I mean, I have seen some people that have complained that it's sort of a bit... Glitzy? No, I, th- I think just sort of a bit... Um... Is that all you could come up with? Sort of rubbish. Yeah, rubbish. Uh, I can't remember what the what people were saying. It was something like that. The sort of it's just a man with a mask, you know. But it's how would you make it work though? Yeah, the same as a black mask it? in Batman. He's, <laughs> he's just got a black mask on. Yeah, but it's a great character. Yeah. Um, I think honestly, Batman's characters are. Where to go? Because they're all flawed. Well, I do like the idea of this prisoner, the uh, the swarm man, yeah. whoever they are. Of sort of, the, they've been there since the dawn of time. Uh, so your theory is scary. Well, my theory. The more the more I think well, into it, the t- less I think it's going to be Talk a little bit more about the swarm. Go on. And the actual flux, and I will go into your theory. Well, we don't really know who they are. No, I will say. Yeah. I'm not keen on the actor playing the male swarm. I just don't think he suits. Well, there's two actors that played it. There's one that's like the first one, and then when they regenerate, yeah. that's somebody else, I think. Well, the next one, I don't know about the first one. You don't really see him much. Mm. Uh, just his body. <laughs> when he is in the vision with the Doctor alongside yeah. her, I, what I see from that, it should be like Slenderman. Should be tall, should be gaunt, and it's he's not. I th- see. I think it works quite well. I, I, think, know, I think he's pretty. It's good. not awful. It's just it's yeah, the, the person th- playing it is good. Yeah, but I it just didn't really fit the costume right. I feel like there, there could be some tweaks there with the body. Everything shoulders up, great. Yeah, the body and like the, the actual suit he's wearing. I don't know. I didn't really get it. Mm, I suppose. I don't, like, I don't know. The thing is, it's hard to judge, isn't it? Especially with this first episode because everybody gets like. 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. Like, there's that much stuff that's in this episode yeah. that we start off with that Victorian thing for, like, five minutes, and then that's it then. Moving on. And then there's another bit. Yeah, I was uh, really disappointed with that. I thought the Victorian thing was Dan's... Where Dan's character's from. Well, I, th- I think it's... I think I that's thought a, we'd finally get a historical character back as a companion, like it, Jamie. It's a really interesting idea, that, and it's per- it's got Doctor Who written all over it. What's that? I can't think of what the... the the chap's name is that we meet at the beginning. Is it Williamson or something? I can't remember. The two old guys. Yeah, the tunnels that are there that mm. they dig in in Liverpool do exist. Yeah, and they're in. They are in Liverpool, and nobody knows what they were for. I'm putting a twist on that. Well, there's the theories are that I think there's two theories. One was just like a to show off that he had money or something, and then the second was like a sort of give back to charity. Like if somebody needed money. Mm. Just come and dig a hole and we'll give you some money. It's just sort of a... Mm. We're not just giving money away, you're digging a hole. Mm. J.R. Southall from Strangers in Space, they did their Flux review and he had a really interesting theory for what they're going to do with the tunnels. Mm. He thinks the tunnels are going to be a thing where the Weeping Angels, it's a way of getting rid of them. That they'd lead the Weeping Angels into the tunnel and try and bury them. I think that's a really interesting... Yeah, I mean, you can say that about any monster. But that's the thing in it, you know. It's so hard to tell what they're going to do, but that's, you know, I thought that was an interesting one. I'm just going, Dan's not from the 1800s. I thought he would be. Oh, we knew. I knew he wasn't from the trailer, but I thought it was setting up. 
Um, well, it, anything could happen, really. It's, it's Everything's still very unclear. We still don't know if the Flux has got anything to do with the Swarm. The Swarm is aware of the Flux, but we don't know if he's caused it. Yeah. And if he is, if he's destroying the universe, well, he doesn't get anything out of it. He'll just be alone. Yeah, it's everything, though, isn't it? Yeah, but, you know, if, if the Swarm's villain. whole idea with the Flux is to destroy everything... He's no better off than when he was in a prison, other than he can stretch. What I truly hope from this, um, because we haven't seen it for since Russell, maybe. Mm. Uh, and no, and and yeah, to be fair, for Matt as well, uh, his run, nothing has an effect. Everything's reverted all the time back to the way it was, and it's super boring to watch. Yeah, you know, it won't mean anything. I think yeah, uh, Russell had the thing where. Uh, You'd get to you'd get sort of how was that firework? You'd get to a point in the story where the only way out is that suddenly, oh, actually, yeah, the TARDIS can mm. do this thing that we've never known about before, just to get but us out of a hole. Someone gets hurt by that. There's always something that's lost. Yeah. I, one example, I know you don't like it, but it's just one example. Um, the Prime Minister thingy, what's her name? Harriet Jones. Harriet Jones. Her character, we see it go up. Are we rooting for her? Then the uh, Sycorax, is it? Can't and she decides that. to destroy the ship, and she actually does destroy the oh, ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor's gone then. Then she gets out of Prime Minister, and then she sacrifices herself in the end. Yeah. In front of the Daleks. Brilliant. The character's not amazing, but you've got that up and down, up and down, all the way through, and things have an effect. Mm. Granted, things get reverted. You know, like the planets get back and they go back in time and stuff like that, but Harry Jones has come back. Mm. It's gone. Thank God. Um,. This is gone in Jodie Zero and Capaldi's as well. Not really. I mean, stuff happened to Bill as well, didn't yeah. it? But we've not seen anything like that. Um, I mean, just think of Ryan and Graham's end. Yeah. It doesn't go full circle. I hate that. Chibnall's suggesting that it goes full circle and finally Ryan doesn't ride a bike, right? Do you remember his final scene? Oh. Nothing went full circle. They didn't. I mean, the only thing that happened over two seasons is that Graham is now called Grandad. Right. There's no more development of Ryan's dad, even though he's introduced. We don't know any more about Ryan's dad. Graham. Uh, it's so right. There's too. There was too many people. There's a couple episodes that saved those characters for me, Ryan and Graham. And it's you can see the themes in each one, and it's the one where you're the blind child, uh, yeah. in and the mirror they have to go through. I can't remember what it's called. That's one of the best episodes of Joe Zero because mm. it all deals with grief, and it's where Graham has to grow as a character and Ryan has to grow as a character, and it's generally a good episode. The next one, I think it deals with forgiveness. The next one after that, who gives a <laughs> shit? There's only those two episodes. Um, and Russell's had themes in every single episode. They all did. Yeah. Um, the yeah. I mean, the the big fear for me. Flux didn't have a theme. Well, Flux uh, didn't care. Flux was just introducing characters like Smash Bros. Throw them in there. The universe is dying. Okay. Isn't it always? I think the tricky thing with the review in the story is that it's not really a a story. It's separate little trailers of each mm. plot strand that we're going to get filled in. It's going to get opened up every 
It's just little doors, isn't it, to every episode mm. that was sort of looking through the keyhole. Nice. And so, yeah, it's it's sort of hard to review because nothing really happened, but then it, it, it sort of did. The biggest issue is that there just seems to be... Just why should we care? Why should we watch the rest of this series? Mm. Why should we go from episode one to two? There isn't any. Yeah, that was the thing for me. There's nothing we haven't seen in the past. We've seen the universe explode. Yes, it's prettier now. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Rightly so. People say, if anybody said that they didn't enjoy this episode, there's been loads of people that have said, yeah, but it's it, the whole point of it is to set up what's going to be happening. But if the first episode of something doesn't grab you and make you mm. want to watch, it hasn't really done its mm. job. For me, anyway. So, yeah. personally, I didn't get a lot out of it because I wasn't really invested in anything that was happening. So, I took a whole day out of my life so, to get invested in this episode and nothing. Well, this might this might sound extreme to some people, but if it wasn't for the podcast, I probably wouldn't watch the rest of it. I would definitely agree. And that might sound like, what? But it didn't interest me, so what's the point in me watching it to just yeah. not be happy about it? Yeah, it's boring. And I mentioned on the podcast, on the live stream, there's been a load of stuff on Twitter of people are so happy about this, and it's great. I wish I was one of them. That's great. You know, brilliant. Yeah. So I'm glad there are people getting it, getting stuff out of this. I would rather just sit it out if I'm not enjoying it. Yeah. Because you don't have to watch it if you don't enjoy no. it. So well, we do, because we've got a podcast. We've got a podcast, yeah. so we'll have to watch it eventually anyway. Eventually. So we'll get it done. Yeah, get it um, done. So, yeah, you know, it's just sort of... Yeah. It, it's hard to review this because nothing really happened, but it did. So let's sort of skim over a couple of other bits. Carvin Easter. What? The dog. It's a joke. And not a very funny one either. I didn't like the dog. No. I've got to be honest. I thought it was just cheese. We know that he's a soldier, and like a captive sort of thing. Well, he's, a div- he's a member of the division, isn't he? What does that mean for him? Oh, we don't know. No. And then... Vinder. I'm talking v- about him. Vinder. He was okay. I mean, I really like how he's acted. And yeah. Uh, uh, the actor's really cool. He was in it for like 10 seconds. So uh, <laughs> we didn't get anything from that anyway. Yeah. I don't know anything anymore that, about that his plot, character. That plot point could have gone. The Victorian bit could have gone. Probably the Weeping Angel bit could have gone. And we could have had the cliffhanger as being like, right, here's Flux, and the cliffhanger is the Sontarans are aware of this thing. Mm. Next episode, the Sontarans are going to find out about Flux. I think that would have fleshed the start out and just sp- if you just spread these storylines rather than saying, right, all of this stuff's going to be happening, you've got this for the next six weeks. Absolutely, yeah. They could have just gone, right, here's Flux. Would have been a much better way of doing it. This stuff's happening. Right at the end, the Sontarans are like, we're aware of the Flux. Exactly. The Sontarans are much in next better episode. Way doing it. And then by the time you get like five episodes in, all of these characters are coming together, and then you can have like a two-part finale, three-part finale, mm. whatever. Have it be a surprise every episode. Yeah, rather than just saying all of this stuff's mm. going to be happening. It so. was like a big trailer, wasn't it? Yeah. The whole first episode was a big yeah. trailer for what's going to happen, and we wasted one episode now, so we've got five left. Yeah. You didn't learn anything in the first episode that you didn't already know in the trailer. 
Not really. You just sort of... Can you think of anything that you learn apart from that CGI is pretty bad sometimes? Like the transition from the window of the oh, docks in Liverpool. God. That is one of the worst things I've seen. Other than uh, Flatline. Was it Flatline? With the, with the little TARDIS? Yeah, and that t- that wasn't that no, bad. No, no, the, wor- Blink, the one in that it. story was where they're in the room with the people on the walls yeah. in the bedroom, and they have that transition from the floor when we yeah, see that's the sneaky I mean. thing. It's, it wasn't that bad. You have a cut thing. It's noticeable, but yeah. this was horrific because it lasts like 30 seconds. It's awful, isn't it? You have that pan from off the Mersey. And it's and completely it different museum. weather. Yeah. Completely different weather. And it just cuts goes in, it goes brown of... window, that's... Like plastic, yeah, goes through, really cut back, and it's nice. It's like it's a completely different weather inside. Awful, awful, awful. So we're we're sort of we're going to be finding out more about the division, which I'm sort of happy about because it's a plot point that's hanging about that needs explaining because it's it's too it's too in your face at this point of being like. Well, there's the Ruth Doctor and... Right, so that's the only thing in George's era that's got going for it, that it can have the power to change canon, potentially. Yeah. That's the only bit of weight we have so far. And the payoff for that is just being sad. <clears throat> because it's all potentially just gutted. That's not what you wanted. Yeah. It's changed the character you thought, and potentially Chibnall's already changed the character to be not as good. The Doctor's not as good as they used to be now. The character isn't as um, heroic, as brave as they used to be, because the decision was done for them now. They were always going to be the Doctor, because they were chosen from the very beginning. And what does... Okay, that's the only thing we've learned. Oh Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just a bit... What's wrong with a good story? The universe story? isn't going to die. <laughs> we already know there's, there's a new series coming out. This is so the what, problem, So what it? have we got left... The this characters, the, the interactions, and who's going to get lost. We do not care about any of these characters. We only like Yaz. We only like Jodie. We don't care for them. Yaz died. It would be a shock. Yeah, I suppose it's... But what does it take away? Nothing. When it's... Rose went, I know Rose. Yay! But still feeling the effects of that to this day. I will, I will say, as much as I'm not a fan of Rose, and I'm not a big fan of David Tennant, her leaving scene where she's on the other side of the wall. Yeah, brilliant. Jesus Christ, that's brilliant. brilliant. And the effects that character had. But then they Captain do that Jack. thing of bringing her back. It's Russell's... It's like, if you're going to kill a character, kill the character. Adric mm. hasn't come back. God. I know, but Rose did mean a lot. I think that Rose is the exception because she changed Captain Jack's character, changed the Doctor's character. I suppose. And their influence towards other companions in the future... So I get Rose coming back. Mm. Uh, but things like Martha creeping up now and again for that. And not anymore, but you know what I mean. And yeah. All right, we don't need to see that. But Rose I completely get because she had a huge influence on New Who. Yeah. So, and she needed to come back for the 50th. Well, she, let's, did. we've been and going, she didn't come back. No. She was a completely different entity. Well, we've been going on about this for, for a fair while now. We were only going to do this for like half an hour. Yeah. So... You just can't talk about an episode where the whole thing, the whole, every time we talk about a bit of the episode, the result's going to be, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So what's the point in talking of going through the episode? We it's, need to think, broaden this and really speculate on what's going to happen. So maybe we should do that. Your theory for the... 
My theory swarm. for... Yeah, for the swarm. The more I think of the theory, the more I think I'm completely wrong. But I think it's worth putting it out there, because if it is true, then I'm going to be... You the said it on the live stream and everyone almost cried. Yeah. I have a fearing... A theory? <laughs> a theory. A theory is a fear and a theory together. Mm. I have a theory that the swarm is going to be some sort of Luke, I am your father. It's. I think I've. I've got a feeling that it could be something like that of sort of Doctor. Mm. I'm your father because they sort of regenerated when they sort of sucked that woman up. Wouldn't it be cool if they were cut halfway through their regeneration? That's what you look like. Maybe if you're yeah. halfway through, it's sort of like an incomplete regeneration. That's cool. Thing. What a cool idea. You know, and I think the thing is, like, just having an idea like that that the two of us has come up with, just goes to show. Yeah. Have more than one showrunner, you know. Yeah, because you you're gonna do it. Somebody is gonna bring something that you would never have thought of, mm. but the idea is already there. Yeah, like he's written that character, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and thought, well, have you thought about that? They might be sort of in flux between regenerations. Could they be the sort of the in between point of regenerations of that doctors cool or masters idea. or something? Yeah, you know. So if you want to use that idea, wccy.co.uk. Um, have you got any theories? Uh, it's hard to come up with theories when you don't care. That is the problem, isn't yeah. it? Um, my theory is that obviously the universe isn't going to go. Mm-hmm. I truly hope something's going to get sacrificed or you're going to have to lose something. Yeah. Um, maybe for the rest of the series, the TARDIS is broken. I think it will. Yeah, I think it will. They're the sort of completely stranded service. for two episodes. I hope so. And they I hope need... Sorry, Screwdriver goes as well. Uh, yeah. That need honestly. Carry on with your thoughts, sorry. Um, I do think we're going to have a whole episode on the Weeping Angels. Oh, yeah. It's, that's going to happen. Whole Santaran, whole Weeping Angel. That Weeping Angel will tie in with trying to save the universe. So do you think it's good? What do you mean? Well, no, I think they're going to have to trick the Weeping Angel into doing something where it's trapped, but that stasis of it being trapped and locked, it I don't know, somehow stops the flux from eating the universe. Did the Weeping Angel get the woman who met the Doctor and knew who she was? Sorry, <laughs> blanked out. <laughs> you know the woman who met the Doctor and Yaz on the street in Liverpool and knew who the Doctor was? Yes. And you haven't met me yet, but... When you've... they parked in the middle of the road outside Anfield. Is that who... That's not Sally. Is that not who the Weeping Angel that's got? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So do you think the Weeping Angel is bringing people together to help the Doctor? Uh, no. I'd rather think someone's using the Weeping Angel to go back to... So you think that somebody's controlling the Weeping Angel? Because we already sort of... know they can be controlled because there's been one in the prison. I mean, that, the would, that would be a nice idea of sort of... It's it's that bad that this evil thing has sort yeah. of thought, well... And it's what they've done in the past with Daleks. Yeah. Expand on them. Daleks been in captivity. There's more to a Dalek here. Yeah. Well, like we Maybe said... Maybe we, we can did... see the same thing with Weeping Angel. When we did evil Chibnall, with the Daleks. Great. If you can do that, please. Yeah. Put a spin on a monster we know and love. Yeah. Just one. Just do We've, we've had a rogue Cyberman. Right? He was exactly the same as a normal Cyberman. Cyberman. But you can see his lips moving. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> That's not new. 
This well, looks different, and I truly hope the swarm isn't just a master in like glitter. Please no, because they can't do anything. Yeah, that we've seen I, apart from what the, exactly what the master can do. They can take over the mind of the doctor. They can regenerate. That's the master. What I'm, else can they do? I will say. We'll move on, I think, now to sort of what people thought because we've had yeah. some feedback on Twitter. I'm getting riled up now. I've spoken to people that have been teaching this week yeah. as I've been doing my, doing my piano rounds. Mm-hmm. All of them weren't too sure of it. A flux. Okay. Nobody said... I, I asked everybody because everybody, pretty much everybody that I teach, yeah. they've watched it. Nobody said it was good. But nobody said it was bad. I'm not saying it's awful. I'm not saying it's, you know... I'd say, say it's bad. I'd say it's a bad start. It is nice, though, to hear what somebody thinks away from Twitter. Yeah, that is refreshing. Because it's sort of like the real world Yeah, seems to be... It's like a different place. And I said this on the live stream the other day. Please, if anybody is out there, I know um, Mark mentioned Jeff from uh, the Runcible Report, Gallifrey's Most Wanted. Mm. He's a big fan of this era and thinks it's great. I would love love somebody to come on the podcast just to speak, to have the other side of the coin of why you think something's good. Because I think... I want because we want to like it. Yeah, that's There's someone the thing. can convince us. I want to like it. I want to see what people see. Yeah, that makes them think it's so good. Yeah, I'd love to have that conversation. It's things like the stories that I love that people don't think are that great. Mm. Like I want to bring that side out mm. with things like Planet of the Daleks that I love, mm. but people don't necessarily people don't hate it, but. I'm one of them. It's, I think it's not very good. But it's I think okay. with a story like that that I think is great or you think is great, yeah. the whole who can convince you thing, I really want to get that other side of the argument of somebody who can just come and say to us, yeah, but I think if you look at it this way, mm. isn't it great? Do you know what I mean? So I if anybody's out there that just wants to come Please. on the podcast for, you know, for only for like 15 minutes, you don't have yeah. to stay for the whole thing, just give us a ring. I would like to end this before we go to feedback. Go on. Can you requote what Chibnall said in an interview, like what we can expect from Flux? Because he spoke a bit about the first episode. He, I think that will give us an inkling of what is actually going to come. He basically said what I think I said earlier on, that it's just going to be one storyline. No, he picked up the first episode like it's going to be. He Yes, he said that the first episode is going to be like a massive cliffhanger. And then it goes up from there. It's something like that. It was in the Radio Times, I think, or it might have been on the BBC Doctor Who news page, like a quote from him that said, episode one is going to be like the big cliffhanger, and then from there we're just going to explode even further. It's the biggest storyline, or it's the biggest story we've ever done. But by we, it it means his era. Yeah. It doesn't mean... It's not the biggest thing Doctor Who's ever done. Yeah. It could be, but he just means, I think. It's, personally, like I've, I know I've already said this, if I was given the choice, if I didn't have to do the podcast, mm. and, I'm not, and I don't mean that in a way of sort of, I really can't be bothered, 
because I, I, I do want to do it for the podcast because I do want new Doctor Who. But if I had no responsibility to the podcast or I didn't enjoy doing this sort of thing, I would have. Uh, I wouldn't carry on watching it. I wouldn't. You know, uh, that's not that's not a dig. It's just not for me. I'll just come back when I well, see something find that out enjoys me. If it's for everyone else, exactly. Let's do a little bit of feedback. Because it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we think. <laughs> from Jim from the Crinoid podcast and I went to, for this for the other day I was going to use it for the live stream so Jim said Dan's great the crystal faced siblings are scary the flux is impressive and Vinda looks promising the northern dog not so much undecided on the Sontarans yet they still seem a bit silly the weeping angels scared my daughter so that's good The only thing there that Chimmel did himself that worked was the swarm. Yes. Everything else has been done for him. It's not hard to make the Weeping Angels scary. Yeah. The day after the blink came out, you see statues scary. That's how easy it is after yeah. Blink came out. It, that is, it, I'm not a big fan of the Weeping Angels, but I completely agree that they're, they're a great fan- idea. Yeah, they're a fantastic idea. So, yeah. Um, oh... But thanks for letting me steal that, Jim. Um, I agree with uh, most things, yeah. Yeah. Not everything there, yeah. Yeah. Um, with the flux, no. Yeah. With the swarm, yeah. The woman one, mm. oh my god, just how she was acted, yeah. Clueless, she just looked cold, yeah, and just brilliant. I think there'll There's be so great. much mystery around that. as long as they as long as they serve them well. I hope they just they don't end up being just dead characters. I know. Sort of they don't really do, do anything. anything. They just they just yeah. ride the wave of sort of the flux is happening and we're here with it. So yeah. But thanks for that, Jim. Everybody go and thanks, check Jim. out Crinoid Podcast and the Mutoid Podcast. Um do you want me to just read all the feedback? Yeah. Next up we got Lucy McCall on Twitter. I really enjoyed it. I liked how the new characters were established quickly, so I felt I wanted to know more about them. But I cared about them already. Also, I like the various story threads being set out, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them weave together. Also, Carvinista? Question mark. Heart face, heart face. Well, somebody likes Carvinista. That's good. And I like that people get something out of it. I'm, yeah. You know. I don't hate the dog. It, I don't hate it, the dog. It was entertaining, but for, for the wrong reasons. I don't... It just feels... Uh, it's penultimate end to Jodie's era. I don't want a dog there. I just think when you, if you're going to do something like that, you've got this massive. The universe is dying, so let's put a cute dog in there. Just make it all. Let's put a funny man in there. Oh, oh well. Please, no. Thanks for that, Lucy. Thanks, um, Lucy. And I am genuinely glad that somebody is, you know, is yeah. enjoying it. 
Tom Turlow on Twitter says, Hard to say, really. Since it's an opening episode and it's throwing around 5,000 balls up into the air, it bounced around in a fun but confusing way. And it looked great, but it's too early to say whether it's good or not. Come back to me when the series is finished. Confusing. For the wrong reason. You can't just chuck a scene in there, like Liverpool scene in the beginning, and like, isn't it good? No. The best bits... um, are like when you construct a story hmm. where it can go in different pathways, but it gives you it warrants the viewer to investigate it because yeah. because there's enough there to think I've got these five pieces of the puzzle. That was the thing with me. I can put this together. I just what like it there's a lot me. to work with here. It's just going to be fun to speculate. This gave us yeah. F- <laughs> there's nothing to speculate. Well, thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Next up is Leah. Leroy. Yeah. Okay. My other half. She had a one-word review. Crap. Oh. <laughs> so um, it, we did watch it together. She's not a Doctor Who fan. <laughs> she does. She does. <laughs> she does enjoy You Who, yeah. and she was excited to see this series. Mm. We put it on. Within five minutes, she was out. She went to do some vacation. Yeah, yeah. She went to go and clean a cup. So there we go. Keith Say, at 50DW50 on Twitter. Hey. Hi, Keith. Keith says, loved it. Silly in places, spooky in places, and looked amazing, ignoring the bit before the titles, lol. It was all set up, obviously, but the bits it was setting up are quite intriguing. Dead air. It's intriguing, but... I find it. I just find it. Why is it intriguing, Harold? Are we live? It's intriguing that you just want to know the answer to what. But exactly, you want to know the answer, but I can't be bothered waiting to find out. What do you want to find out the answer to? I just want to watch the end episode. That's all I want. I just want to watch episode six and just be like, all right. What are the answers to? It's not interesting enough for me for six episodes. No. That's the problem. I want to know what the division is. Right. I want to know who the purple person is. Right. That's about it. Right. But that that is it, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. There's no... I mean, there's answers to other things, but I don't know why we should care. Well... Give us nothing to care about. It is what it is. Thanks, Keith. Um, yeah. And like I say, I'm so glad there are people enjoying Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Because Doctor Who needs all the help it can get at the minute to just become this... You know, just to get out of the hole that it's sort of yeah. Twitter has I, dug it into. I do think Russell will do it. I don't. I do. I personally, I think we've got a problem coming. I think the opposite. I think. Do you? It will at least get us out of this rut. I hope so. I do hope so. But we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, we will. So there's our review of Flux, part one, chapter one, the Halloween apocalypse. God, I off. hope part two surprises us. Yeah. I really do. You can tune in next week to the live stream on the Cloyster Bells podcast. Check out our Twitter, at Who Can Convince. Um, we'll post links on there. I'll also chuck a link on our website, www.wccy.co.uk. Send us an email, uh, you at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on the website, leaving a little message on the um, contact us page. 
just to let us know what you think. Um, so you can join us on the live stream, like I say, or, you know, wait for next week's episode and we'll put a post up on Twitter to see what you think of uh, Chapter 2, the Sontaran... I can't think of what it was called. Something to do with the Sontarans. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. Don't forget, we have that big battle in the trailer as well. Yes. What leads, should be good. what leads to that? We don't know yet. Well, it's uh, the Crimean War. What's that? It's set during the Crimean War. What's the Crimean War? The war from years ago. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I, the, I liked doing the live stream to hear what other people said. When I could hear. When my internet wasn't choking. Um, so, yeah. It'd be mm. interesting to see about part two. Um, so, yeah. If you've got any feedback or anything, send it in. Go to the website. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. You can send us your feedback and comments by contacting us on Twitter at whocanconvince or send us an email to whocanconvinceyou at gmail.com. You can also send us some audio feedback, either as an attachment in an email or you can visit speakpipe.com forward slash whocanconvinceyou. Be sure to leave us a rating and a review in your podcast platform to help people find us.